0: You're listening to the Detroit is Different podcast network. Black Coffee is a podcast hosted by Kari Frazier and Frida Sampson Weekly. Weekly, Frida and Kari welcome guests to discuss the rich history of Black leadership, entrepreneurship, artistry, and social justice. My Natural Hair is a podcast that shares all the information you're looking to learn about natural hair the movement, the styles, growing your hair naturally and meeting other people part of the natural hair culture and movement. My Natural Hair is hosted by LaDonna Sims and Markeisha St. Clair from Hair Goals 313. Collectively, LaDonna and Marquisha have over 25 years of experience doing natural hair. You're listening to the Piper Carter Podcast on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.
1: Dear Governor Snyder, I sent you to drink the water that Flint drinks.
0: Can you give your kids the water the color of Hennessy?
1: We can't sell these houses. We can't even afford to leave. Dear neighbor, I'm writing in hopes that you care, that I can't breathe. And all these toxins you put in the air, you're killing me. My son's so out of breath, he can't chase his dreams. Diagnosed with asthma, age three. With all this soot on his lungs, blacker than me. missed Mr. Marathon, you're killing me. Pollution fills my eyes, but I can still see. So if I'm poor, you care less for me. But that doesn't mean that I'm worthless. Created in God's image, we all perfect. I know people that went to the hospital and never made it back. Center S- 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 for the lungs, S- S- all black, S- black, black A whole generation S- with S- respiratory killing infections me. and asthma attacks S- Mr. Marathon, you're killing me Why you out here trying to save the world, who gon' save, save, <laughs> save me? Who, 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 who gon' save me? Love, you know you killing me I know. Tell nobody can, you're killing me Who gon' care for me? Baby? I swear you're killing me I Tell nobody can House, I'm going me. Say, today, man. Man. Buy this house like, these factories, ooh, ooh. No, nobody care. Yeah. me. I'm right across the street, you know, 4A to 17, I'm right here, here. yeah government, why you trying to save the world, who gon' save me, the poison fills the air, then takes over trees, there's poison in the grass, that's what the cows eat, then you chop it all up and then you feed it to me, it all refinery, killing me. Ooh, you're killing me, waste water. you're killing me, you killing me. I'm poor, you care less for me, but that doesn't mean that I'm worthless, created in God's image, we all perfect, then miss the marathon, you're killing me, tell nobody care, you're killing me, who gon' care for me, this way you're killing me, tell nobody care, you're killing me, I can't sell my house, I can't afford to lay. Who gonna buy this house next
2: to these factories? Who, who, who? So, you are once again with the Piper Carter podcast on Detroit is Different. And we have our token millennial, Brittany, in the building. What's up, Brittany?
3: What's up, Piper? What up, though?
2: Oh, my God. Listen, we have some great guests today, and I wanna get right to it because they're so busy. And um, one of them is, like, campaigning and in the streets, and she got stuff to do, and um, (laughs) she got to, you know, make sure the community is taken care of and her family, and so we want to make sure that she can have her voice heard and get out of here. So let's get to it. So um, I just wanted to let people know. So Nicole Small, um, she is from a company called um, Epic Strategies, and um, we met during the... um, organizing of the women's convention women's conference like last year and um, she's such a G you know what I mean <laughs> she, she stood up for women and black folks and the union and and underserved
4: and in Detroit underserved
2: in Detroit yeah. so um, I, when well so when you um, told me that you were um, you know going to be running for the charter or you let me know actually that the charter was going to be open and that you're going to run for it I was like oh my god I don't even know what that is. And um like what are you like talking about? the majority
4: about? of people in
2: Detroit. I was like which char- <laughs> they like charter like school. Charter. Yeah. What do
4: you mean? The bank? I don't know. Right. Yeah. So
2: um I know you got to go, but could you just give us a little bit about yourself just in general and um and then we talk about tra- the charter and
4: what you're running for. Sure, sure. So native Detroiter, uh, born and raised on the west side, district City Council District 2. Um, I have always been passionate about my city, former UAW, uh, Ford Motor Company, member and representative, took the buyout, went on the other side, labor relations, contract negotiation. But through it all, I've always been involved in politics, but more in a volunteer capacity, mm. especially when I was working with the union. And um, I don't know, just got pulled into the fold more on a professional capacity Uh, My brother, my family had a business downtown, and we were uh, victims of gentrification. Mm. Rent was paid up, uh, paid in the court, paid to escrow, and they decided to take the business because we weren't moving fast enough. Mm. And at that point, I really understood the changes that were coming towards the city of Detroit. Mm. And I became even more um, at the forefront as an activist and uh, from that point on, just wanted to be more a part of the changes coming into the city and ensure that we preserve the interest of the people of the city of Detroit who have been here to sustain the city during good and bad times.
2: Wow. Uh, and I can say like firsthand, I've seen you in, 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 in motion, <laughs> like defending the city. And um, I'm, I'm voting for you. <laughs> <laughs> I
4: appreciate that. Thank you.
2: So I just I wanted you to come on. Because, um, like, for me, it's important that, you know, we bring guests on here that's really, like, about that life. Mm -hmm. And um, you're really about that life. And so um, I wanted you to speak a bit because you had explained to me about the charter. And, well, actually, you hit me up. Like, listen, you talking about voting. You need to put the charter on your show. And (laughs) you need to let people know what's the charter and how important it is. And I was like, you're right.
4: Mm, Yeah (laughs) So can you like Just tell us about that Absolutely Um, We have a state constitution This is our city's constitution And uh, although I did not support Opening the charter To be honest with you Found out at the last minute On a Thursday Actually my sister over here Joanna was like You know they're opening the charter I'm like oh no Not the city And she said Mm. yeah And so I did a little bit of legwork, found out that that was true, and maybe 45 minutes later, I was at the clerk's office pulling petitions. And the reason why is that it's not about being an elected official. For me, it isn't. Uh, But what it was more about is that I understood what we stood to lose. Mm. So whatever is taken away in this charter right now, we're going to lose that for 16 years. And looking at the changes that have happened in the last five years— Nine times out of ten, I don't know when we would ever get the city back and definitely be 80% or more of the population. And that concerns me because it's black people who have helped to build this city. More importantly, Mm -hmm. like I said, have sustained this city during good and bad when you couldn't pay somebody to come here. Mm -hmm. You know, downtown, in our neighborhoods, and now there's a huge influx of people coming in. And I support inclusion, but I don't support inclusion at the expense of just Mm -hmm. excluding our people And what I see now is not only are we losing businesses, we're losing schools, we're losing churches. It's just, you know, it's overwhelming. And they're hitting us from every end, especially with the predatory tax foreclosures, water shutoffs. You know, there's a litany of things that I see happening. And then we have a local government. And if you take a look at the charter, you can't really show where there are things that they're doing that are violating, Mm. you know, the policies that have been established. So although... I didn't support opening the charter. I always supported having some amendments. And I think that those amendments should show that not only that we preserve the power of the people, but we have safeguards in the charter that say, hey, if you're going to give away assets of the city, whether it's land or whatever, Mm. you know, it needs to be done this way. And you must consult with the voice of the people. The people have totally been alienated from the process. Right. And that's the bottom line.
2: And so, um, what are, can you let us know what are some of the um, things that could be taken away?
4: So, uh, one of the things that is being said is the police commissioners, the Board of Police Commissioners, oh, right now we God. have, we elect seven, one for each district, and then the mayor gets to appoint four. Beginning at this term, we've only seen one, one police commissioner appointed out of the four. A couple of weeks ago, they appointed a second one, but then in the interim last week, we lost an elected police commissioner who only attended one meeting and that was the vote on the towing contracts and that's a whole nother story. So we want to preserve the police commissioners because at this time we have such limited police resources. Mm-hmm. And so to eliminate that oversight, right. I think that would be overkill, not for downtown but for the community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we wanna take a look at the requirements for uh being an elected official and running for office. Right now you only have to have a one year residency. That doesn't seem to be long enough because what we see is the majority of appointed positions and the the good paying jobs downtown are held by people not only who don't live in this city, but aren't even from Michigan. Right. So we need to take a look at extending that residency requirement.
2: And so you're running to be a part of the charter, uh, which will is the decision-making body that's going to let us know whether or not That the Constitution can get open or... So
4: it's open. So what happened is is, in the primary, we actually voted, the people voted to open it. But let me just be clear, a lot of people didn't even know what it was. It was proposal R. There was very little education coming from the clerk's office. And so a lot of people didn't even vote on it. We lost by 175 votes. And then that's when they decided, okay, now we have to elect a new board, a board of nine. Uh, our concern is because the charter dictates the roles and responsibilities of our local government mm-hmm. and how that process works um, is that we will get people with their own agenda mm. to support, you know, this takeover of the city mm. instead beyond. of having people with the interest, yeah, of beyond. the city. This is huge. This is That's huge. Right. This is it huge. is. It is. And then you think about it. If we don't get it right, if we don't get the majority of five mm. at the table right now, at least five of us. Right. It's lost for 16 years, and that's way too much time. So that's why, you know, a couple of us put together the people slate.
2: Yeah, tell us about that, because we have a couple of more of your slate members that we're going to bring into the fold. But tell us about what the slate is. Yeah, just
4: briefly, because I want them to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of us came together, and we worked together in some capacity in grassroots and uh, community advocacy work and we said, you know what? Well, since we're running together, it'll be better for us to come together and tell people these are our principles.
5: Mm -hmm. Put
4: together a slate so they can have confidence and no matter where we go, we have the same message. Mm -hmm. You know, We may speak it in a different way, but it's the same message and at the core of our principles, it's about preserving the interests of the people. Somebody has to fight for these people. What we see going on downtown as city government, there is a wall that has been built Mm -hmm. to block the people out. They don't care about you being a taxpayer or resident or whatever, you know, they're coming into our neighborhoods, developing, just slapping up bike lanes, doing whatever they want to do. And you can say, hey, I don't like this. They're saying it's a done deal. Mm. And that's not the way the local government is supposed to operate. They're supposed to represent our interests, not the interests of corporate welfare.
2: Right. Oh, my goodness. You've been so... Brittany, do you, you know, understand what's going on? Yes, like, do you I'll have questions
3: ahead. at all? Of course I do, and I don't want to. I know you need to leave, um, mm-hmm. but you have to come back. You have to come I'm back no and visit problem. us, and you have to break this down. These two who
4: with me, listen. I don't partner with just anybody. Right. So trust and believe. By the time. Jojo get done running through that again <laughs> with his water. Welcome, Jojo. How you doing? And Denzel gonna break these policies down for you. Right. Everybody will have a clear understanding. Understood. Like we all play our role. Mm-hmm, Seriously, mm-hmm. we do. It's a collective effort. And I'm so proud to be a part of this team. You know, we have diversity on this team. If you look at these other slates coming out here, I'm gonna tell you, people do their research. It's right on the surface. Mm. You know, they're coming from the Dan Gilberts, you know, people that mm. work for Snyder and Gilbert and, mm. you know, but they're very evasive mm. on their slates um, about the work that they do and mm. who they support. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, even if you work for those people at the end of the day... What have you done in the community? Uh-oh. You can't stand for me until you stand with me, and okay. I'm so
3: passionate about that. You are. Well, you're the perfect voice because, um, at the end of the day, no matter who who's there and you're there, I I trust in you to stand up when 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 the negotiations don't even need need to happen. Some yeah. things don't need to be negotiated, no, and it sounds like you're not gonna do no negotiating. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll this.
4: break before I bend. Oh, oh that, this that. is
3: true. This is <laughs> I true. I've seen her That's in action. What That's they what we will. need.
0: That's
2: what so, we need. Well, thank we got you for that. Rubber
4: stampers downtown.
2: Right. So, so just people. before you go, so um, everybody, you know Nicole Small, right? Yes. Remember that name, Nicole Small. And then um, you're running with the um, the People's Action Committee, the People's Slate. Oh, the People's Slate. Okay. So the this orange,
4: is a bright orange and blue slate. You can't miss us. Okay.
2: So it's the People's Slate. And then, um, okay, so we got two more of your Slate members here. We're going to bring them in, and uh, we're going to introduce, like, the rest of the people. But we wanted to let you get to where you got to get to because we know you're superwoman, and you got to put I your cape it. on and fly I out of here. Nicole, can you it,
3: tell you. the listeners where you're headed? No pressure. Oh, yeah. Just so, so they can get a feel for you.
4: So there's a uh, candidate forum fundraiser Slate type of thing, <laughs> but um, it's mostly for judges, and it's over at Great Lakes Bar on West 7 Mile I forgot the corner of the street, but it's right near the Southfield Freeway. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure that people there know that we're running Yeah, and that they need to support our slate. Right. Okay. okay get it done. All right. All, all right. Real. Thank you so Thank much. you. I appreciate the yeah, love. Thank yeah. you so much. Well,
2: we're going to bring you back because we got to get y'all in here to talk about what we're going to do for 2020. So
4: mm-hmm. Yeah, let's have that conversation. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: Thank you, Nicole. Thank nice you. meeting you. Nice meeting Yay. you,
2: too. Okay. So, Brittany, I told you by the time this is done, you're going to vote, right? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. It's no pressure. No pressure. Me and me and um just for everybody. Else, you know, me and Brittany always go back and forth about votes. I give good arguments. Yeah, you give great arguments, and I love it because you speak for the people. So okay. So I'm so happy that our um other guest came in, and just before I introduce her, um I want to bring in um Elise. So um we have had Michigan Voice on here. Was it like two episodes ago? Yes. Um, where we had um, Melanie McElroy and uh, Melanie broke down pretty much like voting, like in general. Right. We had a whole voting conversation um, and that was cool. And so this conversation we're having today is more um, centered on the charter because it's so this stuff is so complex that I was like, we we really got to like have a fuller conversation because just like having a little baby conversation about it. Is is just I don't know. It's just not enough. It's not it, it's not enough for me to even understand it, and I actually care and pay a lot of attention to this stuff. So, um, Elise actually just had a baby. She has a husband. She's a freedom fighter. She's out here in these streets. She's an educator. She edu- she does voter education, mm. which is really, 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 um, you know, that's God's work, <laughs> you know. And um, well, but
6: I, there's one person in the room that I obviously haven't touched yet because she's not voting.
3: I'm. We, we I, go get you there. I, I, all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, we got right. two more weeks. Right. That's time. I say That's yes. That's enough time. I said yes, but I'm, I love we'll information. See. I'm excited to hear. It. We're gonna put yeah. you in a wagon and pull you. To-
2: <laughs> so and um, so, um, Elise describes herself as a professional troublemaker. I love that because I like you. were kindred spirits. You're an organizer, activist, um, also a consultant with uh, Michigan Voice. And um, you are on the Charter Education Communication Coalition. So I had to bring you on here um, to have this conversation because this politics stuff is so confusing. Like, I didn't have um, civics. Well, actually, I had government class in high school. And this was, what, back in 1990. And my government teacher, when I was in 12th grade, told us that if we be quiet, we don't have to do our work. And we get an A. And uh, let me see. That was 1990. So when I was born in '72, Nixon was president. But the books we were using had Nixon as the current president in the books. Lord. So anyway, that's Detroit. Shouts out to Detroit Public School, Northwestern High School. Go ahead, DPS. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> so anyway, that was that was the extent of my uh, civics education, and uh, then I. Really, I went to Howard University and majored in political science, and let me just say that I didn't really necessarily learn so much, like, in my classes, but um, I actually worked on Sharon Pratt-Kelly's campaign she ran for mayor after Marion Barry had to step down because of smoking crack, and it was really, you know, interesting because nobody wanted her. He was, like, the Koma Young of D.C., and everybody just was like, I don't care if he's smoking crack. That's my mayor. It's deep. It's deep. And so, but she won. And that's what let me know, like, wow, politics is really corrupt. And I changed my major after that. <laughs> and went into arts, but in the fine arts school. So shouts out to uh Howard University and my professor for uh getting me the internship. But anyway, um my other two guests that I wanna um, you know, just bring their voices in so this could be a fuller, you know, conversation. Uh so um so Denzel McCampbell. So um, is a part of um, BYP um, Black Youth Project One Hundred. We've had BYP on here before, talking about um, the Black Mamas Bailout, Mm -hmm. and also to um, when you guys did. uh, Did you did you 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 were doing was it letter writing or what was your campaign about that you guys? No, you You guys guys are are, raising money. They were
3: bailing. They were bailing moms out. you were bailing 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 moms out. out. Support for um, black black women
2: for black mothers, right? Okay.
3: Good to see you again.
2: Right. And so um, you're also on the slate and you're running for the um, Detroit Charter Commission. Uh, And you're also with Engage Michigan. You have to tell us what that is. Okay, And it says a communications hub for social justice issues. I just ran through that. But I also want to bring this other voice in that's super powerful. My sister, um, you know, Joanna Underwood ran in 20, 2017. Right. For um for so in Detroit we have um our districts and me and Joanna live in the same district and um that's district seven. Shout out to district seven Shout out to District Seven.
5: <laughs> and
2: I um and I and I was, you know, supporting your campaign and everything like that. You gave a great campaign, um but you can't compete with Duggan's money. That was backing um you know Gabe Leland, so but you gave it a good <laughs> you gave it a good fight, but when our current city mayor is like backing the candidate, like what can in you that do? Barby
7: money, you
2: know right, <laughs> so what can you do? You know what i'm saying, but um but people know you, you know what I'm saying, people believe in you, I believe in you, Lacey believes in you for Michigan voice, you know what I'm saying, you're a fighter, um you out here in these streets, you doing the um actually you started your own. People's Movement Assembly, pretty much, or People's Movement, a people's, um, like, platform in a way, right? Yeah, I co-founded um, it. it. Mm-hmm.
8: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had co-founded it when it was
5: all the people that actually Mm-hmm.
8: policy most
2: lately and um, uh, fighting the illegal foreclosures um, throughout the city of Detroit and um, also analyzing public policy around water uh, with Hydrate Detroit. Hydrate Detroit is um, Miko, right? Yeah. So yeah, there's like a few water, because Detroit and Michigan just got so much people just trying to steal my damn water and make a <laughs> And so, but so there's so many water activists. Um, shouts out to the water activists. So yeah, so okay. And I wanted Elise to come because Elise is really, really good. Well, all of y'all are really, really great. Even Nicole, at um, at like um, taking like really complex. This this stuff is complex. It's complex to me, and I feel like y'all are really good at taking really complex you know, what is it called, issues or, you know, just how this stuff is organized and really helping folks understand, you know, like, what does it mean? What does it mean to me? You know, uh, how, how do I, like, how do I navigate this? Because I feel like, I feel like it's very difficult for folks to get involved in, in um, the process of voting because it's almost like a foreign language. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like the way you... And I wanted you guys to come on, because I feel like the way that y'all are able to explain this stuff can really help folks have a better handle on like, oh, I get it. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted um, Elise to kind of start. Um, like, just tell us some more about your wonderful self. You know what I mean? Like,
6: uh, <laughs> Well, anybody who's ever had a baby knows that, that the... The tiny person is like controls your life for the first year. So that's all, in addition to um, trying to stay on top of what's happening with the election, that's all I've been doing mm-hmm. the last few months. Um, but in terms of uh, the charter, Nicole did a great job of explaining it. Like, we have a state constitution, mm-hmm. we have a US constitution. The charter is our local constitution, it governs everything how are our city departments function, how our city council functions what the rights and, and responsibilities uh, city government has to the people and how the people can really make city government function for us mm. because that's what it's supposed to do. That's what right. it says in the charter is that it is actually supposed to function to help benefit our lives. But that's not what it ends up being mm. on a day-to-day for a lot of people in mm. Detroit. Um, I think what, what you said, Piper, around not really being connected, mm-hmm. that's – I mean, our voter turnout numbers – of the people who might be able to vote actually show up. Mm. So our voter turnout numbers tell us that people are disconnected from the process. Right. Um, But it's critical that we get out there and make our voices heard. It's so, 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 so important. The last year, what I've been doing with Michigan Voice is really just getting the word out about what the charter is Mm -hmm. and the fact that folks should be paying attention to the process. I think there's some fabulous people in the room right now. Michigan Voice is a 501c3, so they, they're they not endorsing anybody. But me personally, mm-hmm. the people who are in the space right now, the people slate, that's who I personally am going to be voting for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important that folks do their research, uh, but you want people who are going to be committed to making sure that community voice is represented in the process. Mm-hmm. When we talk about zoning, when we talk about um, – Ethics in our city. Uh, Gabe Leland's name came up. He's on. He's on indictment eight or nine this year. Yeah, maybe not that many. So, but I,
3: mean, <laughs> I, get, I get the point you're making. Though no. I, I see what you're saying.
6: But but uh, and he's not the only one. Mm-mm. Right. We've got a number of our our, uh, city government officials and departments that are under federal investigation or Mm, federal indictment. Our charter really defines how people are able to hold folks accountable in that process. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't know what's in it, right? Right. The way I explain it to folks is, um, you know, why the the man robbed the bank? Well, he robbed the bank because that's where their money was at. Mm. The charter was opened by uh, under 200 votes. Mm. In a process that a lot of Detroiters weren't really paying attention to. Somebody wants the charter to be open because we have things that are valuable that are in Mm. there. And they're trying to strip those rights Mm. away.
3: Okay. Didn't downstairs you call it like the Detroit Constitution? Yes. That's exactly what it is. And that's the part, because
2: like, okay, I'm going to just throw this out there, right? Because I know all y'all about to get triggered right now. But I'm going to just tell y'all what people say in the streets. Which y'all know what people say in the streets. Mm -hmm. But I want to throw it out there because I know like you always educating people. Joanna is always on. If y'all are ever, follow Joanna Underwood on um, Facebook. If you want to know what's going on in the hood, in the community, if you want to see somebody out there, she will be out there with her phone pointing to garbage, (laughs) um, screaming at (laughs) people like, y'all better come get this garbage off the street. (laughs) Y'all think I'm kidding? You think I'm kidding? No. Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh. And and that garbage be picked up too, don't it, Joanna? I know, that's right. And You know what I'm saying? So Mm. this type of, this is the type of um, advocacy that's in the room. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of our so-called politicians, you know what I'm saying? They give you some steak and eggs or whatever it is and- Chicken dinner and Kool-Aid. Champagne, toast, and stuff like that. But in a these high are church basements. And these are people that are, you know, rolling up their sleeves and will get out there and, you know what I'm saying, dig in. So that's the reason I wanted um them to come on the show to explain things to us because they're actually fighting for us all the time and working for us like all the time, not just election time. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, um, since it is election time. Um, so for the past So I worked on um, Obama's Both of his campaigns I, um, Let me not say I worked Because that sounds like I was getting paid From Obama done not it No <laughs> I was doing I was working on The campaigns <laughs> Volunteering Working on the campaigns um, And so That's how I really um, In Detroit Got to meet A lot of people because it was a lot of people involved in that. You know what I'm saying? Before that, I did um, fundra- I did like multiple fundraisers for various like city council people that were seated. So that's how I got to learn a lot about, you know, that like meet people and blah, 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 blah. And so for me growing up, you know what I'm saying? We voted. My family's very, you know, they black revolutionary, liber- black liberation folks. And then the other side is black Republicans. So you know what our Thanksgiving looked like. But, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but everybody's invested, right, everyone's invested It's very lively conversation, yeah. yeah, and so you know, so, but for me, when i um you know was working on the campaigns, um you know, people were very interested in um you know getting around Obama, and then they wouldn't be interested when it was time to do the city council stuff, right,
5: yeah, and
2: then like um. In the like, in that kind of period where everybody thought everything was cool, which was what, like 2012 and 13? Mm. That's when every, you know what I'm saying? 12, 13, Man, 14. It never
8: cool. It ain't been cool for years in Detroit.
2: Well, <laughs> it wasn't cool, but people thought yeah. it was cool, right? Yeah, yeah. They was chilling. That's they,
8: the narrative. So
2: 12, 13, 14. Yeah. And then, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I just got to, this is so triggering. And I know all my black men are going to be like, Rah! but a lot of black men in the community that I was talking to, was like, it's no point in voting. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna vote. They don't listen to us. We got the emergency manager yeah, and we true. voted against it. We everything they don't listen to us. Um, what is this economy that you're talking about? I'm not a part of the economy. It don't matter if the economy up or down, I'm not even part of the freaking economy. So um then you got people like I say, like Nick Cannon and Alicia Keys and Boyce Watkins talking about don't vote. You know what I'm saying? So uh, and then it's just like, you know, and then you hear, you know, all these dudes they watch on, you know, YouTube telling them don't vote. And, you know, then then our we got, what, 10 years now of people, of brothers just teaching people in the community, don't vote, don't vote, don't vote. So now here we are, and we're, you know, all of us are, like, doing a lot of advocacy, really working to get people mobilized, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's literally like an uphill battle trying to mm-hmm. convince people why it's important to be involved in this process and then they hit you back with what's the point
8: well that's because we've been educating people wrong for all these years we've all been miseducated on where the power truly lies and that's in local elections we have focused a lot on the federal and state elections but if you look at the house of representatives 435 seats only 40 black people mm. you look at the wait, house- wait say that say those numbers again the House, or the Federal House of Representatives, that's 435 seats. Only 40 black people that I know of that hold those seats. And the House of Senate is 133, I believe, and there's only two black senators, I believe, in the country. So when you look at um, politics, um, as far as in the black community, mm-hmm. we have to focus on where we have the numbers as far as the populations. So in Detroit, we are 80% of the populations. That's where our power lies. So we can control our mayor, our city council, our state representatives, our congressional seats, and also our Wayne County commissioners. This is not really taught to us because local politics don't make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about politics, you got to follow the money. And in local politics, it, it doesn't generate the kind of buzz, like you said, it, like the federal um, mm-hmm. elections do and the state election, the governor race. But it's the most important election that you can go on, like the judges, for example. Oh, yeah. You know, nobody talking about the judges. The judges have uh, the power to sentence you to jail for the rest of your life and you don't mm. even vote on the judges, you know. So, wow. so we have to re-educate people on where truly where the power is. And yes, we, if we control our local government, then we can use that as a political leverage when it comes up to the state. And when it comes up to the federal level, because now we have something that they really want. Because even the President Obama, everybody got to go, what, down down to the local people. Mm-hmm. They got to go to the local churches. Like Elise said, they got to go to them basements mm-hmm. and get to eat them chicken dinners and do them photo ops. And, mm-hmm. You know, they always got to come back down because mm-hmm. that's where the power lies, you know, in the community. And so I think that if we explain it that way with the traffic, mm-hmm. traffic tickets and stuff and, and you know, the um, new idea of Detroit having their own towing company and towing business, mm-hmm. what that would mean for us mm-hmm. in the city of Detroit that's paying the highest car insurance mm-hmm. in the country mm-hmm. and how we're gonna be targeted by that policy and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So we have to break it down in lame's turn, plain English, plain speech, and um uh, and let it resonate with them and, and connect the policy with the everyday life of what the everyday Detroiter is going through in the neighborhoods. Because oh, I'm, I'm tired of paying forty five dollar parking tickets. <laughs> Also- when
3: I go to Gross Point or I go to Royal Oak and pay ten. 10- then pay 20 and don't let me get told in the city of Detroit right now. Right.
6: It's also important to to remember that voting is not a silver bullet mm-hmm. and sometimes we talk about voting in a vacuum mm. like oh if we just if you just get out and vote things will change. Mm-hmm. No. You have to vote and you got to go to your city council meetings and you have to mm. organize your neighborhood block mm. club and you ha- like there's a voting is just a small part of a larger strategy in order mm-hmm. to see the change we want to see in our communities. We folks have to be informed and have mm-hmm. to be paying attention. If we look at voting as just like, oh, I, I went out and voted and then then nothing changed, mm-hmm. it's just like, well, you, you took the first step in a ten step process. Mm-hmm. That's why we didn't see the kind of changes we were trying to see because you you left all the other steps
2: behind.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: So, Denzel, so Denzel, tell us because like people like we always say, you got to hold people accountable. Hold people accountable. How do you hold people accountable, especially if you if you're feeling like you don't even understand? what any of this is.
7: Yeah. I mean, um, you mentioned like what Engage Michigan is a lot of the work that we do, um, or specifically progress. Michigan does a lot of accountability work. Um, Engaged Michigan does the education work on holding folks accountable on the issues. Um, I think like as Elise and uh, Joanna said, it's one thing is that we can get to a place of accountability when we are educating folks on what is going on, right? Like when we are talking like the level that folks can understand and not this high level stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, let me show you all this policy jargon that I could uh, throw out there um, to understand like what these positions mean,
5: mm-hmm. um,
7: what the charter means, what's in it, what uh, everyday things that are impacting folks. And then also understanding like folks like understand that folks have multiple jobs that they're working that they are doing things um, that they may not be able to sit down at the city council the city council meetings that are at 10 a.m. downtown. Mm-hmm. And you can't park down there. You can't get down there mm. um, because you are working right. Um, but that they can do things such as uh, um, writing letters in, holding uh, protests for elected officials, um, going to these meetings that they're having and saying, like, look, you're not actually looking for us. They absolutely hate that. They hate Wait, what do they
2: hate? We They let hate know. any
7: type of a view that folks are not agreeing with them. Mm. Um, a, a Duggan is a person that um, if there's a mean that someone is yelling at, and I know Joanna knows this for experience, but uh, if it's a mean that somebody is yelling at him and telling him that he's doing something wrong, he stops the meeting
5: because mm. he doesn't
7: want that view of somebody that oh he's doing something wrong. Mm. So even showing up to those events and. Also, holding folks accountable on social media, right? Like, uh, social media has turned into this uh, platform that uh, journalists are on there, folks who are uh, backers, folks who are also opponents that just see that um, if something, if a official, elected official is going through something mm-hmm. and someone is not agreeing with them, it's going to be news. So there are different ways that folks can hold folks accountable, but what we have to do is, like, get to that level that folks feel comfortable doing that. And they can feel comfortable doing that by making sure that they have the information that they need.
2: Wow. Okay. So this charter, like I probably still don't necessarily Read the understand. Charter. Read the charter. Yeah. So, Start by reading the charter. So help us, help us, help us understand. Break this down for us. Like I'm a four year old. Uh,
8: well, I could, uh, at least it's better at the, the structure mm-hmm. organizing aspect of um, breaking down the fundamentals of what the Detroit city charter is. I'm more so like, well, as, after I process it and I chew it up and I'm spit it back out to you. <laughs> um, it's, it's a lot of things in the charter that need to be addressed. First of all, the charter um, was written at a time Well, I think this is my, this, now this is my theory. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now um, I think that because we had Coleman, Mayor Coleman A. Young senior mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for so long, he was the mayor for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And he was like the, the, the father of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And because he always looked out for the people and the people's best interests, mm-hmm. and Komen Young had this vision of having a black city. Mm-hmm. So he, he created public policy locally to make sure that happened. Mm-hmm. And so we entrusted Comey Young so much. When we wrote the charters, I mean, when our elders wrote the charter, they gave him a lot of power. Mm-hmm. They gave, you know, the mayor is like the king of Detroit. And mm. I think that was because of Coleman A. Young. But now those days is long gone. Mm-hmm. So he's been gone for over twenty plus years and we cannot like have a pro mayor charter at this point. Mm-hmm. The mayor has excessive amount of appointee power. Mm. Um And when the bankruptcy happened, where Mm -hmm. our whole constitution was suspended and we had a financial manager, they restructured the whole entire government. So we have, you know, uh, departments that don't even exist no more, like planning and development department. They broke that apart. Now they have just planning and they just have, you know, people who just plan on how to use this land. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so it's so, it's so many, it's like a whole different government now. So uh, like um, uh, Nicole echoed earlier. I was a part of the recount. I actually was definitely opposed to the charter opening it up. And we lost by 175 votes, but it was 435 ballots that couldn't be recounted mm-hmm.
5: and from various different
8: precincts. So um, th- that's another thing that I would like to see is an independent election commission mm-hmm. or which I have always been advocating for, because currently the charter states... That Janice Winfrey, who's the uh, city clerk, sits on the board, Uh, uh, president of the city council, um, Brenda Jones, as well as corporate council, whoever the corporate council is, this, you know, because we used to have Bush Hollywell, but he resigned and we got Garcia. That right there is a conflict of uh, interest. You got two elected officials holding down a position that's dealing with elections. Mm. And dealing with transparency and accountability when elections, holding those uh, accountable. So when we have a situation where we got four hundred and thirty-five ballots that can't be recounted, obviously that's a huge error in mm-hmm. the city clerk's office and how she's conducting these elections. And this is and this is a notorious uh, problem that's been going on consistently throughout the city of Detroit. So those acts, uh, those, that's right there, is what we need to look at. Also. Um, um I want to look at the whole housing thing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, as far as how the city of Detroit been taking money from the Wayne County uh, Treasurer's office ahead of time. So this Wait, wait, wait. Repeat that? Yeah, okay. Well, this is what this is what we found out. I was a part of the buyback 1500 with the ACLU. Um, basically, won a lawsuit mm-hmm. against the city of Detroit for over uh, taxing the uh, the property value of the mm-hmm. city of Detroit homes. Seventy percent of the people who lost their homes was overtaxed through the property taxes. Mm-hmm. So, um, they won a lawsuit and we got back fifteen hundred homes. They okay, quote, and so what the quota they wanted uh, only to give back three hundred, mm-hmm. but we fought them. But anyway, um. Uh, for when, when I was ab- involved in that, I found out that the uh, Wayne County Treasurer, what he, what they do, they come to the city of Detroit and they give loan them money. I don't know if it's money or bonds to them and say, look, you go, We expect you to get this X amount of dollars from your property taxes that you collect from all these houses. Okay. And the city of Detroit, like, okay, yeah, I take the money, and, but when you don't pay those taxes, right? Then that that then your house gets speeded up mm-hmm. to basically foreclosure. So everything that is the way they got it now currently is speeding the foreclosure mm-hmm. process up. So the city of Detroit used to give you five years to pay your taxes. Now they sh- to, um, put it down to three years. Mm-hmm. By that third year, um, if those taxes not completely paid, mm-hmm. they can um, you know, transfer your house completely and defa- default it to the Wayne County Treasurer Office. But even if you don't pay your taxes that first year mm-hmm. that it's due, they can uh, actually uh, put you in default. Mm-hmm. And, and even though you still got two years left, they can still do that too. The, the, the issue is that once your house get into the Wayne County Treasurer Office, the interest rate is like increased by 20%. Mm. So you never the payment plan that they offer you, you will never get to the principal payment. Right. You will always be stuck paying the interest. And the last three years, they didn't um, generate $100 million just off the foreclosure crisis in the city of Detroit. Mm. So I want to look at, because that's one of the main things that the city of Detroit have to provide. Is housing uh, affordable housing mm-hmm. and uh, water, safe water to drink, jobs mm-hmm. and education, and uh, we have a serious housing crisis. And uh, one thing, um, the city of Detroit do not have a, a foreclosure prevention plan. Mm-hmm. You know, so I will be looking at the, the um, houses, You know, because we have gentrification going on. Um uh, people are being evicted, mass evictions on right. uh, the Parkway apartment building. I know a couple people that been evicted from there uh, just because of development. So we, we got 10,000 squatters. Um last time I checked, that's squatting in these homes. And um because they think they are under the impression that the squatter laws that you know we used to have these great squatter laws in Michigan where in the city of Detroit, you stay in a house for one year. You could claim it right. if you put a door on it. Okay, they stopped that in 2014. Mm. And then when you look at Court Town, that's why I'm so mad about that Ford deal. Well, hopefully we get to that. But why I'm so mad about that Ford deal, Denzel could talk about more of the development stuff. Mm-hmm. But the with for, um, the Ford deal with Court Town in particular, those houses mm-hmm. that uh, that them people got, them hipsters got, yeah. they didn't pay for them houses. No. They, they squatted in those homes. Yeah, they squatted in those homes and they they, they got those homes for free. Yeah. They put a door and window on them. And now those ho- homes are worth $200,000, $100,000 homes now. And now they about to get uh, uh, millions of dollars worth of investment with the Ford deal. Mm-hmm. Just on, on one particular neighborhood, and one particular area, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's the reason why I'm trying to conv- uh, tell people to stop saying downtown. It's District 5. It's Mm -hmm. district five, everything in district five, anything in district five, um, that's development should benefit the whole entire district, not, uh, single out areas like downtown court town and midtown. Mm -hmm. And they training us uh, uh, psychologically to say downtown and midtown, but it's district five and whatever goes on in district five should Mm -hmm. benefit the whole entire district.
2: Mm. Wow. Oh my goodness. So Brittany, did you have questions? Uh. (laughs) well let me throw it to Elise yeah yeah so Elise um part of like I think the first time that I met you it was uh some conversation we were having about like apathy and about like people's apathy about you know um voting and um
6: we I have want, a lot of conversations around if for folks who do work around voting engagement, civic mm-hmm, engagement, mm-hmm. getting people out to vote. We have a lot of conversations around, well, if people just knew what was at stake, then they'd get out and vote.
2: What do you think about that?
6: Well, I think it's not true. I think that assumes a level of ignorance in our community that's not there. Right. People know that there's a lot at stake with voting. Mm-hmm. And they may not necessarily be able to connect how their individual vote is going to create systemic change and, and it's, it's just a part, their vote is just a part of making yeah. change. Um, but people, people aren't like ignorant around voting. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's just not for me. It's not for me. They're not, they don't feel connected to it.
2: So help us connect to this, to understand, because we've, we heard some great points about, you know, this charter. So help us connect to understand a little bit more about this charter.
3: Can okay. I give her a little bit of perspective? hmm my concern is, is, is that it is systematic that they are always 20 and 30 years ahead when it comes to the things that they, they know that they want to do with us and our land. So if we are trying to fight with voting, which I'm not against on a local level, but my question is, is are we on pace with the plans and the things that they already have that they things that they know that they wanna do, that we can take a look at with everything she just broke down about Coleman A Young, about them probably even knowing the fact that the mayor had too much power and them using that as a chess move to do the things that they wanted to do, is voting where it lays for the black community when it comes to coming together. That's like that's the type of not I'm not saying that it isn't, but what I'm saying is is I truly believe that <laughs> I don't, it's not the fact that I don't think we think it's important. I think that we're tired of, no matter what we do, you know, it seems like there's still 20 years ahead of us.
6: Well, thank you for uh, giving me a softball question. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we know we are not on pace, like not even in the least bit. And I think you have a, a deeper understanding around the fact that it is a systemic plan that the folks that oppose building power in communities of color are working. Like, they've got their plan going for the next 40, 50 years it's frustrating. in place. It's very frustrating. We should be, be, be frustrated, be upset, be angry, and focus that energy. Understood. Because that's that... First, understanding that, yes, there is a plan. Yes, it's not. We're not seeing just, like, chaos theory in action. It's not It's not all haphazard that these things happen in our communities. It's not all haphazard that Detroit was – so much of Detroit was allowed to go into foreclosure as a, a systemic and intentional land grab, right, to destabilize neighborhoods and communities that had – long-standing political power. Like, that's a very intentional and home thing. Ownership. And
3: shout and home- out And shout yes. out to you guys for fighting to get those homes back, by the way. That's mm-hmm. something that I should have said. That that is mm-hmm. that right there is everything. But mm-hmm. I'm listening. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I just no, to no. Give
6: it's, no... A, it's a conversation. But absolutely, like, destabilizing home ownership destabilizes neighborhoods. It destabilizes communities. It's, it's very intentional when you're trying to disrupt a long-standing black city that was full of uh, black folks that have political power that were, were engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to de- disrupt a community, disrupt the schools, disrupt mm-hmm. neighborhood institutions like grandmama's house mm-hmm. and, and take that land. That's how you destabilize neighborhoods. And I think mm-hmm. for a lot of us we, we um, there are a lot of families in Detroit that saw that happen that went through that experience mm-hmm. firsthand. Right. Mm-hmm. Now the other part of your question in terms of um, is it too late? Should we care? Because that, that was what I well, heard. Well, what I'm saying
3: is, is, if I say there's, okay, how many of us
6: is in this room? There's five of,
3: it, five of us in the room. And we say, okay, one of us knows, you guys represent maybe the 1% that knows the ins and outs. Like you guys are, know so much that you realize that you have to have an agenda and everybody has to play a role. That's like a 1%. So one person in this room knows how to do it. So should that one person say, okay, for the next two or three years, we're going to chill on the whole entire system until we really have an understanding that everyone is educated on what we can do, how we can do it, building our own separate agenda that is simula- that simulates this charter, pass it around, and then until we have everybody on board or at least the 1% moves to a 3%, then we attack the vote.
6: So I think um, let let's take a step back. And firstly, folks need to understand that the the charter revision process is not a a process that'll happen next week in Understood. a month it that that in itself is a three year process okay. like so in the august primary what the clerk certified was that the detroit voters decided that we were going to open up the charter with the, a mm-hmm. difference of 175 votes between yes and no i feel like that maybe we decided we were going to open up the charter maybe we have issues in our elections right yeah, understood um, but that's where we're at with it right now so we have an open charter in the general election coming in November the Detroit voters are going to be asked to elect nine charter commissioners those charter commissioners are going to be responsible for leading a process of revision of our charter now think of our charter as our our mini constitution okay. right so how our government is supposed to function, what our rights are, is all contained in this document. When you start talking about parking tickets, our charter directly impacts uh, parking, transit, zoning, all different kinds of things that play a role in whether your ticket is $10 or $45 mm-hmm. if, you, if you get um, tagged by a uh, parking attendant or meter Right. So in November, we're going to be asked to elect these folks. Those folks will lead a process that ideally... We'll engage community, right? We'll we'll go out into the neighborhoods, into the barber shops, into the beauty salons, out onto the street corners, and really ask people, what do we want our city to look like for the next sixteen years? Okay. Because the process that that happens now, um, there are a few different ways to open the charter back up again, but it will automatically, unless this is changed in the charter this this time around, right? It should automatically. Um, go up in front of the voters again to ask do you want to open up the charter and make revisions Do you want to make changes okay. to the charter again right so let's let's say that for the next 16 years we're stuck with this charter that's a whole generation mm-hmm. right? okay we have a three-year process where charter commissioners uh, engaging with the community have the ability to make changes for the direction of our city government and what it's going to look like for the next 16 years. So my daughter, who was born in August, she will be 16. She will be having the conversation about getting her registered to Mm -hmm. vote the next time the charter could potentially come Mm -hmm. open for revision, right? That is enough time, three years, the process that we, the, the length of time we have for the revision process. That's enough time for us to pull something together. Understood. And I'll say to you,
3: I'll just give the disclaimer that from what, from this conversation alone, and we've had this, you know, the the uh, previous episodes have led up to this conversation, lets me know that this is not the time to hold the vote. So let me let me just say that, go on record and say that. Like from what I'm saying, this unicorn world I'm talking about, <laughs> this is not this, for what we're what we're up against. Because don't, I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. don't protest yeah. vote, y'all. Don't protest vote. I agree. In,
6: in, in, I'm, I'm with in it. In 2016, we were talking about. Well, you know, I'm not voting. For Hillary, because Bernie's not on the ticket, and now we have child concentration camps in Texas mm. under Trump. It's the, it's like, the worst of the, it's, it's so real. Like I'm with you. It's not. We're not in an ideal set of circumstances. But I always tell people, you th- you you think it can't get worse? Mm. Don't vote. Watch how much mm. worse it can get. But
3: the reason why I bring it up is just to give a a a, a clear perspective of what some people are saying, mm-hmm. and that's that's what all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Well that's
6: real that's super super real yeah. the mm-hmm. idea that that oh voting is this magic bullet and and folks haven't been disappointed by the structure in the system and there isn't potential for corruption like if we don't have those honest conversations mm-hmm. then we are not going to be able to engage people because mm-hmm. if we present voting as mm. as magic right and we say, hey, our process is completely fair people are 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 savvy they're aware they know that that's not. The truth, right? So you want to lose somebody at the very beginning, lie to them at the start of a conversation. Mm. Understood.
7: And and, I mean, I I will also say like, what you you pointed out, like doing strategy and communicating with folks and educating each other can go on while we're also Mm. um, um, engaging around this as well. Because yeah, you're right. Things do have to change, right? I I think um, in the work, like, uh, really dismantling a lot of these systems and recreating something, uh, really is. repurposing something that we really need. Mm-hmm. It's,
3: it's understanding at 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 the foundation, especially after uh, I'm gonna just call you JoJo because that's what she called you. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that's what everybody um, called me. Um, I mean, you basically in so many words said that that I mean, what the cliche that the city of Detroit has
8: funded the new Detroit. Well, the, the, and you know what? And this is another thing. Is like it goes back to how we was taught. See, we got caught up in politics, political parties, but we never got caught up in policy. Mm. Mm. Policy is gonna be made where we participated or uh, participate or not. Whether you vote or not, it's gonna be a policy made. Okay, mm-hmm. when even this the slaves that was on a plantation, guess what? They was making policy for them. Mm. Policy is the is basically. Turn into the laws that governs us Every mm-hmm. single day and I think That that's the approach we need to take mm-hmm. And we always talk about well Oh my vote don't count but let me tell you Something have we ever truly utilized the vote When mm-hmm. our vote is only 20% And it's over 700,000 mm-hmm. People that live in this city and only 20% Of it actually vote mm-hmm. So when you come out by 50 or 80% Then I want to then I will like To see the result of that mm-hmm. so we Can have some con- compare it Because mm-hmm. you compare to a low vote voter turnout to based upon what we can actually do. Mm -hmm. We never really utilized the power of our vote since the 1960s. Understood. Mm -hmm. And and not only that, the organizers like back in the day, the precinct delegates, Mm -hmm. I was watching, I can't think of this older lady's name but she said that when she was in Ohio, this was before she came to Detroit, She had, they used to have precinct delegates that if her her precinct, she had to turn out 70% of the people that live in her precinct alone. Mm. And every precinct delegate had to turn out that percentage. So overall, the voter turnout would be high. She said when she came to Detroit and she said that we only had 20% Mm. total, Mm. it blew her mind. So that tells you the people that we do have in place ain't doing their job. You know, I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to, you know, disrespect the precinct delegates, but but, you know if you caught up working for the Democratic Party see that's another thing that's why they was able to, to convince black people not to vote because they got us caught up on this party stuff right oh the Democrats ain't doing nothing for
6: us but the Republicans ain't never did nothing for us mm-hmm. you know and Except so, spend millions of dollars trying to suppress the vote this election cycle yeah mm-hmm. so the Republicans So shots fired neither
8: party <laughs> to be fair to the people mm-hmm. neither party has really uh, ever did nothing substantial long term for the African American mm-hmm community mm-hmm. but the African American community has never fully exercised their whole total power as far as political um, because when our leaders did try to do it they got assassinated that's what Martin Luther mm-hmm. King got assassinated from and so that assassinations of like Black Panther Party you know um the COINTELPRO yeah all that He's, uh what's the Stanley Carmichael mm-hmm. and SNCC and all them they was all political power, uh political uh very political yeah. conscious and very strong mm-hmm. uh Fannie Lou Hamer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the she the real true mother of the civil rights yes, movement. Yes. Her and Megger Evers. Yes. They used the political power of the people down in Mississippi mm-hmm. and pushed that uh, what later on became the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. But what they targeted, they target what the voting. Right. So they never killed our people because they wanted to practice religion. They killed our people because they wanted to what vote and be educated. Mm-hmm. So that's where they trying to keep us out of. So they're gonna use every trick out of their book. They gonna use our own people. Look at the city of Detroit. Like for example, call me that young sport. You know I'm you know I'm honest. Uh, I hope what I can say. You know, can it's I a say podcast. That? It's okay. not radio. Well, all right. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> and this this. i um, you know how I am, Piper. Mm-hmm. So call me that young sport. Them house negroes in the city of Detroit. Shots fire. Pow, pow, pow. He had a vision of an all-black city, and he had black people that did not believe in that vision. But he paid them to believe in that vision. Mm-hmm. And so once once he was dead and gone, they was dismantled the vision because they was never loyal to the idea of having a black city in the first place. Ooh. They was loyal to individual black success, not to success successful, uh, not success and collective wealth of our people. And so black this is capitalism, the, yes, black capitalism, mm-hmm. and that's what we fight here in the city, Detroit. All these people that's making this policy. The stuff that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. the housing situation. Okay, they they um they could have all they had to do. Piper was send a property exemption application out to every time they send the bill out. Right. They could have put that application in there, in the mailer when mm-hmm. they send the bill out and tell people if they fall short in paying their right. taxes, fill out the application, get your taxes exempt and then so you can be able to catch up on your payments. That's all they had to do. Yeah. This, they choose not to do it and they played off the people' ignorance see? Mm-hmm. and they took over and took advantage of poor black people right. and that's what we have. We have a city of full of black people that um, is in prominent positions, been in positions for years, ever since I was a little girl, still there in the same position doing the same thing. They got comfortable because we allowed them to be comfortable. Mm. And then the people they so used to vote for the same people because mm. we depend on mm. the elder people. And like Ali said, all they gotta do is go to church and you know paste a little bingo and give them a chicken dinner and all our elders will vote for whatever they want. Mm. But cause the young people is not participating. Right. That's because they don't know um how impactful it impactful right. we I didn't really like um you know I'm like a typical revolutionary type of girl, mm. you know, but I always was was politically conscious but when it really hit home for me when they try to take my house. Right. You know, that's what made me get involved in, you know, I just bought my house and they come back talking about they you're gonna take my house. That's what made me get involved in housing policy, mm. you know, and um and I was always—I always was a voter. I always participated. Now, I always mm-hmm. was an advocate for voter. I always did voter education. But as far as focusing on certain policies mm-hmm. like the housing and the water stuff like that, mm-hmm. that stuff hit home when you get that foreclosed uh, letter to your door mm. saying that they' about to take your house, and you got a, and I got an yeah. eight year old son. You know, right? right so right. see, see, that's what we gotta do when we talking about bringing the message to the people. Right. We gotta relate it in the way where they say. Look, Look, your water is shut off. You you can't got no water. You can't bathe. You can't cook. You know, and they'll take your child. And they will take your child. And they can put a lien on your property. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these are the things that we have to come and talk to them. And people don't like like the uh, no, people. Um, I think Giselle said that that they, they don't want to sit up in no meeting all day. Right. You know, I sit up in the meeting and be the same people in the meeting and stuff right. like that. Right. I always get kicked out of these meetings too. You know, <laughs> but but because they just be sitting there. Our people just be sitting there and they nodding their head, right? You know, and these are older people, and they, you know they they you they always have them in the church. I've been fighting mm-hmm. to keep them out of the church because when you on a church, that's a private property. So when I turn up, you know, I get escorted out of the church <laughs> because they said I'm on private property. You know what I'm saying? But I I gotta say I have to reject, right? You know, and and when I do reject, and I. Tell the people, and then to get people attention. They like, okay. Well, maybe she's right. But mm-hmm. our, our elderly people, they just, they just, I don't know. They just was you, they comfortable in a situation, and they just, you know, just trying to make it, and that's okay, and I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. But we need um, the new people to stand up, and I'm so glad about the people slate because of something with uh, me, Denzel, and Taylor is like the youngest on the slate, you know, and. Um, and it's a it's a lot of young people that's stepping up to the plate and we just asking for your support and your love so we can go out here and fight this battle because we got the energy we got the tenacity, and you know, we got the longevity to go after these people and to make a change, you know. And um, and
2: you understand the policy.
8: Yeah, I understand the policy, mm-hmm. but I understood I, I was self self taught these policies based upon mm-hmm. I was being affected mm-hmm. by the policy. Mm-hmm. That's that's what made me um uh, wake up. It wasn't because I read it in a book. It's mm-hmm. because they put that notice on my door, and that made me, you know, type person I am. That made me read everything right about. Foreclosures and everything. If mm. I could possibly read up on it, I did it. But you know, that's just I'm that type of person. Mm-hmm. But I took it upon myself to educate as many people as possible, like you said on my Facebook page, mm-hmm. and you know, um, and, and even when I ran for city council, I told everybody the gay leaning was taking bribes. But you know, they didn't listen to me then. Mm-hmm. You know Here now, and, and, but now they can see it. <laughs> ten indictments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then and not only was he taking bribes, Piper. He was allegedly, Allegedly. 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 No, he's <laughs> indicted. Come on
6: I know. Now. I know. I know. I, 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 An indictment is not a conviction. It's
7: allegedly. It's we, allegedly. Mm-hmm. No, allegedly. I, I, I mean, I think also, like, as we're talking about politics in Detroit, I think one thing to also name about this race, uh, this, you're going to find the Charter Commission on the back of the ballot. You got to flip it over. We're going to be near the end of the uh, ballot. And this is a race that it's four pages,
6: have, right? It's four pages of ballot it's it dep- two
7: pages. it depends where you are,
6: yeah, it depends on on where you're voting
7: yeah okay. um i think I think in Detroit, you will have uh, most folks will have one ballot, two sides, okay, you may have a third sheet, but I think most folks will have one and ballot you guys two will side. be like towards the end towards the end okay and, and and also we're towards the end, and this race hasn't gotten a lot of attention, mm. which also means that there is not a lot of uh. There's not a lot of opportunities for community folks. There's never been a lot of opportunities for community folks to get funding, to actually to get kind mm. of contributions, to actually put out mailers, to put out uh, mm-hmm. things, to mm-hmm. put out robocalls, to put out commercials and things like that. But I want folks to pay close attention to this race because there are folks who do have those resources. Mm. The, and I want you to know that just because you get a mailer in your mailbox ding, does ding, not ding, mean ding, ding. that they are the best folks for these uh, positions. And just because you see folks who are endorsed by a newspaper mm. um, doesn't mean that that newspaper actually went through the vetting process for those mm. candidates. Because I can tell you that there was a newspaper that made an endorsement today and didn't reach out to most of the folks on this people's slate. Mm. So how are you going to make an endorsement on a <laughs> race and you're not even t-
6: calling out names? Um, he I mean, politically correct. You know,
7: I called him out. I mean, Detroit News made the endorsement, and uh, I checked with folks, and I ain't never received an email or a phone call from Detroit News about what my position is. Joanna, did you get one?
8: Well, I got one, but I told that lady off because she gone... <laughs> <laughs> That's why me. they didn't call the rest of your slate. <laughs> uh, well, well, she didn't know I was on the people's slate. She, uh, because they was asking invasive questions, talking about you know uh, convicted of crimes. And oh, no,
7: that. that was the free press. Oh, that
8: was free. Okay, yeah, no, Detroit didn't News. Get the, no, not nah, nah, like, free press. I forgot. Yeah, free yeah, press. I didn't get Detroit News. I mean, okay. Detroit
7: News named nine folks off that, as Nicole was talking about, these are folks that were uh, employed by Duggan employed by Gilbert, employed by Rick Snyder, have worked for emergency managers, um, these are folks that the Detroit News endorsed. So just because you see an endorsement in the newspaper, just because you see a mailer in the uh, mailbox does not mean that these are the right folks for the commission. I mean, if you look at the people's slate and the folks that are on it um, and you can also, I mean, we have a Facebook page uh, for the people's slate. Um, Joanna has a Facebook page. I, myself, Denzel McCampbell, has a Facebook page with our platforms on there. We're talking about things such as uh, uh, increasing the residency requirement for elected positions. Um, we know that our mayor um, did not live in the city of Detroit. Right. For he was a living year, in Livonia. And still somehow was able to run a write in campaign. Right. Still not fit in the residency requirements. How right.
8: do you spell Duggan? C H E A T. 50,000 people uh, had the same signatures on the ballot. 50,000 people had wrote the same signatures on all the ballots. Mm. And then we're talking
7: about preserving um, the border police commissioner. Mm-hmm. making it all elected. It's really interesting that folks would, in the time that we are talking about police accountability, at the time that we're talking about a Detroit police department that is surveilling us, with fake cell towers, uh, so, uh, I just found out about this. With uh, oh, Stingray? Yeah, with Stingray technology that if, uh, you can get all your cell phone information, including location information. Mm. As we're talking about Project Greenlight, where folks are surveilling us no matter where we want to go, if it's mm. a gas station, just under the guise of, oh, we want to reduce crime, and it mm. doesn't actually reduce crime. Um, there's no way why we should be going to say that the police department has to look over themselves. And that is the—that's That is how a board commission is supposed to operate. It's supposed to be the civilian check on police. Right. So we're talking about preserving that. We're talking about—I I mean, in my platform is the participatory budgeting because as we're talking about all, what all these funds are going for, thirty uh, percent of our budget goes to the police.
2: Say that one more
7: time. 30% of our budget goes to the police. That's a lot of money. Or, and I said this on the previous podcast, for yeah. every dollar we spend on police, we spend $0.08 cent on the Department of Public Health. Woo. So we can see how that is a mixed match of priorities. Yeah. And that's why I'm pushing for participatory budgeting because we can actually take a part of that budget and say this is what we want to use it for in our neighborhoods mm-hmm. and we can come together as a community to say this is what we want to have built these are programs that we want to have instituted mm-hmm. um, and then start to also take over that budget and to and it's also about learning that process because mm-hmm. when we when community folks learn about that budgeting process then mm-hmm. they're like okay I know that I know how to engage in this when it's coming up for the citywide budget right mm-hmm. um so just because you get a glossy mailer that says nothing on it, uh, um, make sure you are uh, uh, asking questions and also looking up everyone who's running for a city charter as well.
2: So this is, so, okay. How is it that the citizens can actually hold the police accountable?
7: So um, there are different ways. I mean, the 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 most direct way is through the board of police commissioners, mm-hmm. um, and also making sure that they are actually doing their jobs, right? Because that's mm-hmm. a whole other situation. It's like when we are going to elect these folks, mm-hmm. it's like asking those questions: like, are you not a retired cop and you just are here to get be a gateway for police officers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are you someone who's actually committed to holding police accountable to making sure that uh, police are doing what they are supposed to do? Uh, that's a whole other conversation. What they are. <laughs> Say that they are supposed to right. do because you know how I feel about police. But right. um, but uh, just having that way that they're actually doing what the, they legally can do, mm-hmm. that they are being accountable for folks, and that they are actually not over criminalizing, over policing our folks, throwing folks in jail because of things, because of uh, crimes that happen out of poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, what are, and also, are they, do they actually need the money that they're asking for?
2: Right. Because what? remember when they got their budget increased and they bought those tanks? And uh and all that extra like militarized like what was it? AK-47s why you or need, what do they use? Do you need
7: military, AR-15s? Why do you need military <laughs> equipment for your people? Why mm-hmm.
8: do they have a whole police department just for the Detroit Public School system that nobody right. talks about? Right. And that budget that they got. Just right. as much as money as the Detroit public uh the Detroit uh public officers have, Detroit public schools have. And that's
7: inside the Detroit public schools budget. So we don't even see that with the police budget.
2: Right. Right.
8: And they're but building they also, the new
2: prison for the kids.
8: Yeah, and, and then um I had this good brother that uh work with, uh you probably know Ramon. You know Ramon the activist? Mm mm. Oh, uh, um he uh he was he be uh he be doing work and he said that they was trying to charge this um this young man with a domestic violence case. Uh he was like a tenth grader up in Persian high school when him and his little girlfriend got into a fight, charging charging with a domestic violence. And if you look up what domestic violence is, mm-hmm. that's definitely was not what they was uh what they was basically being uh, you know, being charged with. Mm-hmm. But this is the type of stuff that's going on in our public school system, you right. know, and and even though we don't have no power over Detroit public schools as far as the city of Detroit, the charter does state that uh, Detroit had to provide education, so we need to look at what we can do as far as the city of charter because um even though we're not funding our schools, we still own the school buildings. Mm-hmm. And I was opposed to uh, the Durfee uh, yeah. Adam, uh, Miller School being sold to for a dollar to life remodel. Right. And um, we here get other reports. Um, um, the good sister activist, uh, Annalisa, was fighting for the Johnson Recreational Center. And, um, Detroit Mercy, Detroit University, uh, one, one, um, Johnson Recreational Center. And then the whole zoning aspect, they rezoning that whole area over there in Plymouth and Wyoming area yeah. by the school university district and the recreational center been closed down since 2009. And then, so the lady that was representing the mayor's office, she was there. She said that in zoning, it's still a recreational center, but we're going to sell it as an institution. Hmm. So and then i got word this the other day that the school next to it was a historical school next to the Johnson uh, Recreational Center mysteriously caught on fire. What? Yeah. After after Detroit Mercy won, uh wanted the property and, and it was a. Uh, Uh, The residents, I do want to give a shout out to the residents over there in District 2. They was fighting for that recreational center because even though the building was closed, they still utilized the playground. They still utilized the field. And the school next to it, they still cut the grass, kept the property up and everything. And then mysteriously, the school uh, got burned down. And, and after the, um, after they about to give the whole recreational land, the recreational center land to Detroit Mercy and, uh, Jetsu High School. Wow. And this is, this is public, um, uh, this is public property. And this is another thing that I've been fighting for and I want the city of Detroit to be aware of. They are always taking things that belong to us, the taxpayers, the public ownership and turning it private. That, that is Mike claim. Yeah, that's Mike Duggan's claim to fame. They, you know, they always taking our public assets and Mm -hmm. turning it to private. So that's the whole financial manager. Uh, situation right. again. And now, what it looks like. That
2: ruins democracy.
8: It, it, it destroys everything. Yeah. Because if you look at the people who's running, you got people who's running from the union to protect the union interest mm. You got people who's running for Dan Gibbertine to protect Dan Gibbert interests in mm. the housing crisis. He's responsible for the housing crisis. Because Go Financial used to be Rock Financial. And mm-hmm. Rock Financial was sued along with the other banks when Obama went after. The banks When uh, For predatory lending Practices in the African-American community And so um, And then you look at So we got the Duggan people We got the Dan Gilbert people and We got the union people So who's gonna be Fighting for our interests I tell you who The people mm-hmm. The people like, That's why we running we the, We're the only Candidates that, that is running Out of what 15 DeZell 16 people That's trying to fight For the people's interests Everybody just wanna Divvy up Detroit You take a piece You take a piece This is how they did Africa mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you take a piece. You take a piece of land. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what they're doing. And so we we got to make sure. And I'm, I beg people, if you ain't never voted before in your life, vote for the charter commit uh, charter commission because we got to protect our interests, our rights, and uh, the city of Detroit. And tell your family, tell your friends, tell everybody to please vote on a Detroit Charter Commission. Turn that ballot over and vote. You can vote up to nine people and vote for the right people on this charter because we need a majority of the board in order to get things through.
2: Mm-hmm. Elise, help us understand um, what, what do we actually need to do for folks to care? Like, why, Like, how can we help folks care?
6: Well, of course, I can solve that in a two-second answer, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's that's the... 100 billion dollar question is how do we get people engaged I think making it relevant Mm -hmm. right follow the money Mm -hmm. because I I care about where my money goes right Mm -hmm. start thinking about our public resources start thinking about what the shape of the city is we hear these deals about like okay Ford you know 100 billion dollar basically corporate giveaway in terms Mm -hmm. of real estate right Mm -hmm. now a hundred million dollars of somebody else's money—that's not really. Oh, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if it's a hundred million dollars of your money,
5: mm. people
6: oh, yeah. react differently when they start thinking about it as mm-hmm, theirs. Mm-hmm,
5: mm-hmm. I
6: think um, young people, young activists, young organizers, mm-hmm. especially, need to start looking at it as these things belong to us. Mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. this is this is our city this is our our resources mm-hmm. right whatever deals are cut right now we are going to be paying for them mm. okay our ourselves our kids our the next generation it's not mm-hmm. just about us it's about the next 50 years
5: mm-hmm. right mm-hmm.
6: we have to look at these we have to look at what's happening with the charter what's happening with Detroit more broadly what's happening across our country as these are things that we are going to be responsible for mm. paying for, or will benefit from.
5: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
6: Uh, it's got to be it's got to be very very relatable. Mm-hmm. So when when Brittany brings up a parking ticket issue, mm-hmm. well, the charter deals very specifically with things that will impact how much you pay in a parking ticket. Mm. That's an issue that she personally cares about.
3: Okay. okay, it's ridiculous, but I get the point you're making. I'm not you're not dig- digress too much, <laughs> but that's
6: but that's real though. I think a lot of times we talk about these real broad issues. Mm-hmm. About oh uh, the future of our city in Detroit. I, I, I myself fall into this trap. You know, it's, it's 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 the future of it, but it's like, but Brittany right now cares about this parking ticket. Well, what's going to happen is is that we're
3: the city of Detroit. The eighty percent is paying 45 dollars for a ticket. Then these new Detroit people are going to come in, and then it's going to go down to twenty. That's ridiculous. They're on our. The point I'm making is is that I understand a little bit that what we're doing is the like she said is the the same simulation of Africa it's the same simulation when they came over here they understand the value of land they understand on how to create wealth without actually creating it and it being on the backs of others so all I'm saying is is the 40 I can foresee that once the city turns from being 80% and, or if it if it if, if it dwindles down to 60 or 50% that's when they will continue to get more benefit. Do you see what I'm saying?
8: Yeah, but we ain't gonna let that happen. No, we're not gonna let it happen. We ain't gonna let that happen, and um, we're gonna um, we're gonna organize and organize to prevent that because that is the goal. That been the goal. We've been knowing that. The elders tell me, and you know what's something else. I do not want to be one of those old people. You know, no disrespect to my elders to say, Well I remember when Detroit had was this and, and Detroit had that. I don't wanna say Piper. Well I remember when Detroit was majority black. Nice. I don't want to ever, yep. ever say that to my child or to my grandkid. You mm. know, um, it's like that would just literally break my heart. Compared to just knowing what my grandmother experienced. See, my people from the South, mm-hmm. and my grandmother was from Mobile, Alabama, and majority of all my people went back uh, to the South. Mm-hmm. And so it's like me and uh, my mother's side just, just her kids, and my grandmother is still in Detroit. And the, one of the reasons why my grandmother refused to go back to the South is because she, wa- she was going to get raped by a white man. Mm-hmm. She was working for a family and they and he, you know, made advances. And, you know, mm-hmm. back then black women couldn't turn down those advancements. Mm-hmm. And so she basically escaped to Detroit with mm-hmm. my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And so... And so when she tell me her stories, and I rub my grandmother's knees because she didn't have three knee replacements, and she mm. just tell me all the stories of the sharecropping days and how they used to have to, you know, she um, pick people, you know, clean up people's houses, pick people' farms, you know, take care of other people's farms, and how she talked of Detroit as her savior. You're like, this is like the promised land of her, mm. you know. And so I always took pride in that, Piper. I mm-hmm. always took pride mm. that, that, that this was a place where my – where my grandparents found some kind of peace some kind of happiness. Mm. Um, they own their house for fifty years. They mm-hmm. raise their family, and I wanna, I wanna keep that legacy alive. Mm. You know, for, you know, the great my, migration to the from the south to the north. I wanna keep that tradition of uh, alive in the city of Detroit, and I refuse to let it die just because people want to get comfortable with you know the way that things is, that, you know, and they think that things cannot change. But we gotta understand, change is a process. People mm-hmm. want instant gratification all the time. Like Elise said, you did, you voted, okay, but it's, it's nine other steps left for mm-hmm. you to do. Mm-hmm. Which,
6: if I could jump in real quick. Yeah. Because once folks go out and cast their ballots in November, that's just the first, that's the start first step of the process with the charter, right? Yeah. Once we got it open, we've elected our people. Then it's about staying engaged in the process. Okay. Okay. Michigan Voice um, has founded a community coalition. You can find us on Facebook. It's Community for a Sensible Charter. That's a great way to get plugged in. Okay. Um, Pay attention to what's happening. Pay attention to those notices. Whoever gets elected, hopefully we're we're talking to people in the room right now who are going to be sitting on the commission, Mm -hmm. but whoever gets elected, make sure that you are staying on top of whatever announcements they're putting out. Mm -hmm make it a point to at least show up to to a meeting, engage on social media, Mm -hmm. stay connected to the process because it's just, it like, voting is just the first part, right? Mm. We vote, we cast our ballot, then we wait for some magic bullet. That's not what's going to happen. We vote, we cast our ballot, then we have to go to the community meetings, then we have to read the uh, policy updates that come out. Mm -hmm. Then we have to talk to the people who are actually sitting on the commission and make sure that they understand what we want as community. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that everybody, even in this room, people may have different ideas Mm -hmm. about what we want to see in the charter, but it needs to be an ongoing conversation that Mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
7: I mean, I will also say about um, thinking about where we are going to go for Detroit. Like this is, this is, I know Elise is talking about the future, but, like, not talking about the future, but uh, mm-hmm. uh, this will set that forth. I mean, you have the process of the next three years, like Elise mentioned. You want to make sure that you are getting folks that will go into those barbershops and will go to those community centers and will go to those places that uh, right. folks are. You want to make sure that that is happened, that you're making sure that there are commissioners that are going to go into neighborhoods to have these meetings and it's not just a yeah. um, municipal center. I mean, I, I think, and I, I wanted to go back to the point that Elise made about where this money, like spending money on development projects. Yeah. I don't know if folks remember when the district, what they called the district for mm-hmm. the Little Caesar Arena, when they came out, it was like, oh, this would be this big, elaborate thing. We're going to have all these restaurants, it's going to be housing and all this big district mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. There's a tab on there was a tab on the website for it. Now when you go there, talking about parking, mm, so mm. like it, it is not you don't have to wait that long to see how they have these big elaborate plans that that we're going to spend this money is going to benefit you, and they change it right in a snap once they get their money, and that's why we need like strong community benefits language in the charter, right? right. That's why we that, and that's why you have to make sure that you're electing folks that have this vision for things mm-hmm. and are just not getting on there to have this narrow view of like oh yeah I really like development we should because you know. You got to be open for people to come. I mean, it's, it's really interesting that there's a big push for the mayor on um, car insurance because folks ain't going to move to Detroit if they don't have high car insurance. Mm. Uh, I mean, if they have low car insurance. Wasn't talking about this way before when folks are mm. always saying right. that we need to lower car insurance uh, prices. Mm-hmm. And then I, the other part is like, as we're thinking of related to car insurance, we think about voting power. There are so many folks that live in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I know some folks. <laughs> that uh uh that have insurance in different cities right, right. so then they
2: can't vote, then in, they the can't vote then they in the city they can't vote in the city of
7: detroit yep. and that is the impact like as we are thinking about how these issues are related as well as we thinking about high car insurance how that's related to voting power yeah. and how that takes away folks will be like wow i really want to vote for that i really care about this issue but i'm i'm registered somewhere else mm-hmm. uh, those are things that we have to and that goes back to that long term view on long term for strategy as well. As mm-hmm. we're, and we're thinking about, oh, if I lower car insurance enough for these folks who are moving in, then they will be able to vote and they exactly. will be able to vote right. for folks who agree with me and not these other folks who mm-hmm. are have been in the city as well. So I just wow. want to make that.
6: And also people people really need to keep in mind, okay, so we're going we're entering into a, a charter revision process. However, the current charter that we have will continue to live mm-hmm. through the entire uh revision process that we have ongoing so for at least well f- for probably the next three years because the charter revision can take up to three years mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to so if if people who are opposed to community interests are mm-hmm. are walking in with their revisions in hand mm-hmm. they're already walking in with the plan mm-hmm. right. We may not have three years, mm. but for, for however long the charter revision process takes, mm-hmm. the current charter is what we have to get enforced. It's what people need to be paying attention to. It's, yep read the charter, read the charter, read the charter. I can't say it enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that you know what is in the charter mm-hmm. because that's what is currently enforceable and there's some really good mechanisms in there for mm-hmm. community to be holding our elected, our current elected officials accountable, mm-hmm. to be engaging in the development process, um, to challenge some of these things that are trying to just gentrify Detroit en mm-hmm. masse. Mm-hmm. But if people don't know what their rights are, how do you know if they're being stolen?
8: Mm-hmm. And, and the only way to enforce it is to address your concerns you know because they they already know it's gonna it's gonna be a pushback but it's gonna be a small pushback mm. so that's why they you know they press their feet on the gas and keep on going because they know okay i only gonna have maybe 20 30 people show up to this meeting mm. but if we show up with 100 200 people and we raise our voices and um they're gonna stop you know see they 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 keep us in the dark because they already know that it's the people that have the power. Right. But the power, but the people don't know that they have um, power because just like she said, they feel depowered. The they feel like, what's the purpose? I don't see nothing change and how this is gonna benefit me. Mm-hmm. But if we uh, educate people on the process, with this chart, is a great opportunity to bring voters in. And so you know, if we get elected, hopefully, I sp- I'm, I'm really hopeful that we will get elected because I really feel that this is our time and um, you know I'm, mm. I hope hopefully we get elected at least have the majority of the board and then when we do we're going to engage people in a way about this charter that I never before and I'm, I guarantee you it will spark interest because I hit a hundred plus doors a day mm. um, on this campaign that I'm on and when I start breaking this stuff down to the people they be like what <laughs> it's, it's an instant reaction and the only reason why they react that way because now okay Okay, now it clicked. I like bald and went off in their head. Okay, I know what you saying is true. So it's not even a hard sell to the people because they see the money going downtown, and they don't, and they don't see the uh, the same kind of investment going on in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it's right in our hands now. You know, we got mm-hmm. all the all the, the, the right cards to play, but we got to know when to play it and, ho- and how mm. to play it. Mm. And so, and, and that's why this is a good play. If we can get majority of uh, of the people Slate candidates mm-hmm. on this charter, we need five, at least five of us. Mm-hmm. with fighters on that board to keep everything uh, and, um, you know, stop whatever they think they about to do mm-hmm. and make sure we revise the pieces of uh, the articles that need to be revised and uh, try to get this process done as soon as possible so we can get the new charter out. You know, mm-hmm. um, like um, a, a, uh, Elise said, it's going to be a three years and we can take up to three years but it don't have to be three years. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to go through it thoroughly and make sure that we make the right decisions on each each article be addressed however we don't want a, a real big long process because th- it's a way for you know people could come in and try mm-hmm. to whisper in people in and you know you 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 know I, that's how i think mm-hmm. you know if you got these major people that make money off of development and they tired of paying five hundred thousand dollars because they're not hiring detroit of course they want to make sure you know whoever on that board they might you know Try to get at you, you know, so we mm. want to make sure this process um, goes as smoothly as possible. And we thorough, we, we assertive, we aggressive when it comes up to protecting the interests of the people. But we also want to make sure we don't have a too long of a process, too, because we don't want no idol. You know how they say the devil, uh, idol mind is a devil playground. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to make sure we do this process um, thoroughly, but as quickly as possible.
3: So, Brittany, you got any more questions? Yes, I want to ask her. For people who, like I was telling Piper a couple weeks ago, I think I was some local station and I saw where you could go to like city council meetings. And like you said, the same pretty old ladies saying what they don't like at the meetings and it'd be like five people. Can you tell people a little bit about how they can be a part of those processes, going to those meetings and being in unison together and like kind of some of the things that that
8: you've done to engage people to go to those meetings. Yeah, well, I could do you one better. We when they when the hot meetings come up, like um, we can set up like a Facebook page, and mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, um, you know, we could, I could take the initiative or whoever could take the initiative, mm. set up a, a Facebook page mm. and we can, you know, all, when we hear about an up and coming meeting, that's really going to mm-hmm. affect the community like that Ford deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was down there, you know, with the Ford deal, was down there. We was all down there, the, mm-hmm. those of us that really know what's going on with mm-hmm. this development deal. And um, d- d- when we have um situations like that and we come out in a abundance, mm-hmm. that scares them off. That's, that's what they used to do back in the day. Mm-hmm. When you think about, um, you know, Miko and uh, God bless her soul, Tangela Harris, mm-hmm. um, you know Tangie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tangie, like she... we R.I.P. Yeah, she, mm-hmm. like we lost us, true warrior for Detroit. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I don't even want to cry, but... Uh, Tangela, man, she she was. We lost a, a real strong fighter for mm-hmm. the people because Tangela, that's what she was good at. Mm-hmm. Tangela was good at bringing people together and getting them down there, like when it was with the bankruptcy and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and the people waterboard and all that. She was she was good at and the seven mile radio and all that. Mm-hmm. They was good at you know, getting the young people involved and all that stuff, you mm-hmm, know, and mm-hmm. now that she gone, that's a void that's there. And um and that's what we need to get back to. Mm-hmm. You know, and that takes commitment and devotion. Mm-hmm. And and um uh, but we but that's that's not a one person's job. That's everybody's job. Mm-hmm. So that I said if we can engage in the process, somebody take the initiative, you know, all we gotta do is start it, you know, somebody gonna finish it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we do. <laughs> you know <Right. laughs> right. you know just start a process and it's keeping it engaged because I, you know, cause they, I'm already marked. So every time they see me right. down there, they trying mm-hmm. to call the last time they all, they try to arrest me, you um. know? And so, cause you know, I'm going to say it, you know, and I'm not going to yeah. be intimidated by these police officers. That's another thing. They had mm-hmm. called a whole force out. Wow. Yeah. They called a whole, like when I was down there with about the school with the lead, I was, I escorted out by 20 officers, you know, it was just mm. like a, making a spectacle out of me, you know? Right. And, um, And that was a way to intimidate people, Mm. you know, and I knew it was, but I was still telling the people. You know, you still you still speak out. Yeah. You don't know like these police officers and him using this to intimidate you mm. because you oppose this is democracy. Mm. Yeah. This not a dictatorship. This mm-hmm. not Mike Duggan plantation. Ain't no and mm. this is the city of Detroit. He's everybody up in here is elected officials mm-hmm. and we pay their salary and this city belongs to us. Mm-hmm. Just as much as they working in it and get it paid, we got this is our city. We gotta live here every single day. You know, and but that's the type of you know tactics that they use. They mm-hmm. have a big police. Presents they put them in a church where you know you gotta act right when you in the church and you mm-hmm. you can't cuss you know but I still cuss I still say what I gotta say <laughs> it ain't my fault you put it in the church I mm-hmm. told you not to put it in a church right you know I I love hilarious these
3: <laughs> <laughs> well thank you and I, all I want to say is I'm going to educate myself and I really appreciate this conversation wholeheartedly um I just need to educate myself
6: more flat out and I you know. And a couple things to keep in mind because getting down to those meetings is not always possible. You can—they are broadcasted on television. Mm-hmm. You can also find them online. And then the um, city, the city of Detroit
2: got a YouTube. Yep, got a YouTube um, yep. too. And,
6: and that's not—that's not a way that will allow you to participate in right. real time. But if you're—if you're just trying to catch up or, and or find and out an what's going on, example of what's mm-hmm. going on and see what's happening, how mm-hmm. they're doing it, mm-hmm. that's a good way to just. Get some information. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, before I forget, I got to get this plug in. Yeah. It's important for everyone to know this. If you are a felon in Michigan, you can vote. You
2: can. C-A-N. So long as you are,
6: if you are registered, yep. you can vote. Yes. Now, if you have moved, um, and this is really important because we just found out the Secretary of State has, has typically when you um, change your car registration, Mm-hmm. You were supposed to, your voting address is supposed to move with you. Okay. Secretary of State has come out and said, "Well, uh, a bunch of people changed their car registration, but we did not move their voting address. So they're gonna, they may show up to the polls at their new mm. address attached to their car registration and not be able to vote. Uh. But here's the thing: in Michigan, you are allowed to vote at the last." polling location that you were registered at mm-hmm. prior to the current election mm-hmm. so say you moved mm-hmm. you forgot to update your voting address mm-hmm. you can go to the place you voted at in the last election mm-hmm. and they are required to allow you to vote
7: okay and so when you ask what kind of work engaged michigan does mm-hmm. it's like find the stuff out about that about the uh secretary of state okay and the stuff that she, they're doing up there and i mean elise mentioned earlier is that there's they're they're trying to do everything they can to suppress a vote to mm-hmm. um disenfranchise folks. So it's, it's really mm. I would like with that news, I would tell folks to check their registration, right? And mm-hmm. and also should be doing like go on there um it's Michigan.gov slash vote. Go on there to see if there's any discrepancies. If right. you had, if you're like, wait, I did change my registration and it's somewhere else and it says I'm registered somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um definitely like Elise said, uh do go to the old polling location, mm-hmm. um, look up Michigan Voice on social media um, and the website. They have a website as well. Um, Engage Michigan has a website, and we have social media as well. Um, there's a hotline um, if you're facing any voter problems. It's uh, uh, 866-R-VOTE, mm-hmm. um, O-R, I mean, O-U-R-V-O-T-E. I okay. don't have the numbers on me in my ear yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. But if you're facing any problems, um, you can – Call that number. Um, If you aren't going to be in the neighborhood uh, that you vote on election day, uh, you can go down to the city clerk's office and vote absentee. Um, But if you can vote in person, I would definitely recommend you go vote in person. Um, Another note to remember that you can't vote straight party this year. Um, So make some time Mm -hmm. um, to probably go over your ballot before. And if you go on that website, michigan.gov slash vote, you can see your ballot as well. And for yeah. charter commission, make sure you flip the ballot over. Vote. I mean, I will say if you have time, look up the judges that are running as well. Mm-hmm. Vote for the judges that uh, you think would be best. Also, vote on the proposals, um, at Supreme Court as well.
6: And for those folks who are interested in getting an opportunity to come out and meet some of the people um, who are running for charter commission, Michigan Michigan Voice is hosting a candidate uh, meet and greet for the charter commission candidates. On October twenty seventh, which is this coming Saturday, mm-hmm. from three to six p.m. at six zero one Melbourne, mm-hmm. that's uh, Church of Nazarene mm-hmm. in Detroit in the North End. Oh, nice! You can find out that find that information um, on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You can also find that information on the um, community coalition. That's uh. Community for a Sensible Charter, it's up on our Facebook page there as well. Mm -hmm. But it'll give people an opportunity to come out and ask hard questions, get a little bit more information about what the charter is, what Mm -hmm. the process is, what we're looking at, um, Mm -hmm. and start building a community platform around things that we want to protect Mm -hmm. in the current charter and Mm -hmm. changes that we want to see made. Um, I know that Denzel's confirmed and Joanna has said that she's going to be there. Nicole just just uh. Confirmed, I, th- I think, I hope, but we're also mm-hmm. going to have some other folks who are, who are going to be there and it'll give people a good opportunity to come out mm-hmm. and really ask questions, get a hard sense questions. of, mm-hmm. ask some hard questions, <laughs> get a sense of, of where people stand, ask them how they intend on engaging community in the revision process, mm-hmm. start there and, and mm-hmm. build out. Um, and ask them how they plan on getting people who don't necessarily feel connected to the voting process mm-hmm. engaged. Mm-hmm. Like, because what's the plan there? When we when we are talking about the people who are not voting, mm-hmm. we're talking about uh, the folks who are most heavily impacted by negative yeah. policies. We're talking about young people. Yeah. We're talking about returning citizens or felons. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about low income people, mm-hmm. right? And we make up the majority of this city. Yeah. 70% of us are not showing up to the polls. Wow. Right?
2: That's a lot of That's, that's a majority. Lot of people.
6: The majority of people in this city who are eligible to vote mm-hmm. don't vote. Yeah, the voting is it, the rates is
8: horrible uh in the city of Detroit, and I know why. And I know it's a good reason. It's a good reason why people ain't showing up to the polls as far as if you look at it from their perspective, but it's right. not a valid reason. Gotcha. Um, not to show up because you feel that you voted one time. And like I said, like, you know, and also voting is a collective process. Mm. It ain't an individual process. You know, sometimes I voted at one time. Oh, Okay, but that's one time. You know, right. it's not an individual process. It's a collective process. In order mm-hmm. to really see the impact of voting, we need numbers, you know, yeah. and more than one uh person. Uh, yo, Yes, your one vote do count, but... If we all come together, it right. count more, you know. Right. And I think that that's what a lot of people think that it's like an individual process, right? No, it's a collective process, and then that's something that we struggle with, particularly in the African American community, mm. you know. And then we gotta start, you and know, we gotta start being plain, you know. I, I I really, you know, cringe every time I hear people talk about diversity in a city that's eighty <laughs> percent black. Right. I'm Like you talking about, you know, people that's not even here, right. but we not focus on the people that is here, right? And they do that as a form of distraction. Mm. Because 50% of our people Living in poverty And 70% of our children Is living in poverty In the city of Detroit mm. And we got a 47% Illiteracy rate See, so these These are the things That they don't talk about In a quote unquote New Detroit Because right. Those are the things That they can't avoid You know And I'm tired of going up To houses where I can't even You know Knock on the door Because there is no stairs Because the porch is gone The stairs right. is gone it's and a roof lot of is, Yeah And we And we have And we have money that is supposed to help people mm. Homeowners uh, Fix up their property And they took a the grant money And turned it into a loan See And we gotta tell the people These days, Right things. You know, like, it was money available uh, for you to fix up your house, but now that's a small loan, but they sit there and just gave $100 million to Ford to do, um, and and they haven't gave you no money. So we got to, that's why I said, when it comes up to this voting, and when it comes up to um, politics, or uh, we have to focus on policy, and it doesn't matter, I don't care who you vote for, as long as you vote, and vote for the right policy, mm-hmm. you know, because anybody can push anything in our community. You see like... Like even with this gerrymandering, I'm gonna tell people to um to support it, but at the same time, when I asked the lady, I said that you know uh, the process. They said they're gonna mail out ten thousand applications to random people in the state of Michigan. I said, who, 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 "What what qualifications are you going by?" Right. You know, with the secretary of state, and she happened to be you know a Republican, so she's gonna mail um, out the ten. You know, you know, yeah. it, it it just it just even though when we try to make um. You know, strives to, to fight against the bad public policy. They, Like she said, there is a lot of steps ahead of us. But that, to me, that's not going to stop me. That just fuels to my fire. You know, because that just motivates me to go even harder the next time. Mm-hmm. But we're looking for a win with this charter. And okay. we need one. And I know we're going to get one. And, I, and I'm confident that we're going to get majority of the board. I, I, I have to be.
2: Okay. Well, right now, we're going to let Elise go because she has a little baby. Right, I
6: can I can hear her. I'm, I'm still breastfeeding. I can hear her calling me, oh, yeah. asking me, "Where's dinner?" I think so. Yep. So we're gonna let you
2: go, but thank you, Elise, Michigan Voice. Um, you you've given us a lot of great information, and you know I really appreciate the work that you do because you know it's it's difficult to continue to to continue and continue and continue to try to educate people and receive the amount of apathy <laughs> that you receive. <laughs> And 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 continue to, you know, just push through with with so much optimism and you know what I'm saying. So thank you for that. Like that, you know, I I, I personally just want to say thank you for that. You well, know I I'm appreciate
6: saying? you having me on, Piper. This mm-hmm. is this has been really uh, this has been really fun. I'd be happy to come back anytime and talk yeah. more about what's going on with the charter and the charter process. I appreciate uh, Denzel and Joanna getting out here and running mm-hmm. for elected office. My husband just finished a campaign that was unsuccessful um, running for state representative mm-hmm. and being a candidate is no joke. No joke. It is, it is constant work. Uh, Nicole, who was here earlier, I asked her how she was doing. She said, have 14 days to the election. Wow. So I appreciate you, you guys getting out here and putting yourselves mm-hmm. out here, trying to do what's in the best interest of the community and running again, uh, plug, check out Mich- Michigan voice mm-hmm. on Facebook, Check out uh, community for a sensible charter on Facebook. Like the page. That's a g- great way to stay involved about what's coming next. And definitely come check out our charter commission candidate meet and greet happening on Saturday at six zero one Melbourne uh, for from three to six p.m. Okay. I, I appreciate y'all. All right. Appreciate thank you so much. You. So while
2: you while you step out, um, Denzel, you got any last words?
7: No. I, all I'll say is. Um Thanks for having me on. It's good to uh, share information with y'all. I love being back here. Uh, and definitely, I'm always down to come back to talk about yeah, you, any and all. Yeah, you things. said
3: you would. That oh, voice, yeah. remember? I you know. You said we you needed know, that voice. I got
7: to put my voice back on. Let me do that. <laughs> uh, but if folks folks can check me out on Facebook, um, If Denzel, the number four, Detroit. Um, you can give me a call at 313-355-4554. You can definitely call me. I'll pick up. Or you can leave a message, and I'll call you back. Um, like Joanna said, um, we definitely have to get the majority of folks on this, uh, on this charter commission. Um, we are committed to having a robust communications mm-hmm. um, and education uh, series of events, series of actions to make sure that folks understand what is in the current charter uh, to talk about what y'all want to change in the charter. We aren't making decisions like, yeah, I went over some things that I would like to do. We we're talking about things on the slate that we would like to do, mm-hmm. but we're not going to do that without your input and without mm-hmm. hearing about what you want to have in there. Mm-hmm. And and after we go through this, you will still have a choice on whether you want to vote for the new charter mm-hmm. or you want to vote it down. But what I can tell you, if you are electing the folks who are on this people slate, if you're talking about folks like Joanna, myself, and Nicole, um... You're going to get a charter that you're, you're comfortable with, a charter that you're happy with, mm-hmm. a charter that it will be speaking for the people that will have safeguards and things that don't allow um, folks who don't have our best interests to take over the city. And we're going to make sure that it's a Detroit that we can all be proud of mm-hmm. for this next 16-plus years. So um, definitely fill that ballot open. Vote for the people. So vote for myself, Denzel McCamber, um, Joanna, Nicole, Taylor, uh, Tracy, Uh, Barbara, these are folks who are on the uh, slate and um, because we got to get that majority.
2: Mm -hmm. And I wanted to also add that um, something I learned from Michigan Voice is you can actually take your materials in like your cheat sheet and your materials into the ballot booth. So the people who are um, working for the campaigns can't be what, what X amount of feet from the thing but like like you guys have given me um you know some materials here like I have your flyer and it has your pictures it has your names and then I received um in an email another um flyer you know just talking about your slate and so you can actually take this in so even if people are listening to the podcast you know what I'm saying like don't feel like oh my god I forgot their names you could actually right like just you know Take that piece of paper, print that piece of paper out and walk into there when you're doing your um, your voting and look at those names and look for those names on the ballot and choose those names. Now, these names um, need to be written in. Is no. that no. No, no? We're on it's,
8: there. it's on the ballot. Okay. And, and also, you can uh, and to make the process faster because they made the ballot so complicated because yep. we had so many proposals on there. Right. You could make you like a little cheat sheet using your cell phone, making a notes. Go to your notes and mm-hmm. say, "Who, yeah, who I'm going to vote for for governor? Who I'm going to vote for my county? Uh, mm-hmm. Because you got the county commissioners, you got the state reps, and mm-hmm. you got the charter and, and the judges and the judges and the judges mm-hmm. and you can all just you know I suggest that you do that so that way you can get through that ballot real fast and you can be in and out Mm -hmm. you know and not just you know stay there all day trying to you know fill out Mm -hmm. the battle because I feel like they made that ballot way too complicated um this and this important election trying to pack everything in because Mm -hmm. they trying to get that big turnout because they know it's going to be the governor race Mm -hmm. and you know and so so basically you know you know, as far as I'm confident, you know, I have to be confident that we're going to get the majority of the uh, board. I don't care who funded who. Mm-hmm. I, I love the people. I have confidence in the people that they're going to come out and they are going to vote for the right people this time. Mm-hmm. We're going to work as hard as we can. Like Denzel said, we don't have the money to do the mailers and stuff like that. But I tell you one thing is more powerful is the, the power of voice and spreading the word mm-hmm. and, and letting people know who's really for your side. Mm-hmm. And so I suggest that people you know uh, we have a website called the people slate website
5: mm-hmm.
8: go to the pe- the peopleslate.com that's and you could get a little bit more background of, of us and who we are and what we are truly doing and what interests we trying to protect and that's the people interest and the one thing I really want to say is that this is your constitution the city of Detroit mm-hmm. this don't belong to the corporations doesn't belong to any elected official mm-hmm. this belongs to you and so whatever you want you will actually have uh, the right to put your input in there, and believe me, that if we on the board as the majority of the board, your your needs and wants and wishes will be included because this will be the people's constitution, and I would guarantee you it will be the people's constitution because Underwood is always fighting for the underserved. This is true, and I and and and, and, and all through the year, not mm-hmm. just in the through this the election is true. time. And I and I and I, that's why I'm so mad, Piper, because these people coming out out of nowhere mm-hmm. because they want a position, and I'm sick and tired of them using Detroit as a cash cow, mm-hmm. you know. And every time it's a position open, even though this is a non-paid position, I do want to stress that that you know this position is for people that you know really um, mm-hmm. got something else in mind, sort to speak. Mm-hmm. They aspire to do something else. This is a, this is a a jumping board for for them to earn stripes somewhere mm-hmm. else. Um, But the people that's running under the people slate, it's mm. just us devoted, doing what we always do, protecting the rights of the people. And I want you to please vote for me. My name is Joanna Underwood, and I'm running for Detroit Charter Commission. And I want you to support Denzel, uh, Nicole Smalls, Tracy, Barbara. And Taylor And we We're gonna make it happen For you uh, Detroit And we're gonna make sure We protect the interests And all the rights Of the people And we cannot be bought We Our whole race Has not been funded By any corporation money We haven't took any money It's just a grassroots, uh, um Campaign that we've been running Like I always run And I'm relying on you That I believe in you Detroit And I always will fight for you And I know That we're gonna make a win On this charter Because if we don't do we in some trouble? But I'm not gonna even think about defeat. I'm only gonna think about our victory, mm-hmm. uh, victory party when we gonna win. There we go. Yeah, I it up. Turn up, turn up, turn up,
3: turn
8: up. <laughs> That's what's up. I love it. You got Your passion anything? is so inspiring,
3: man. <laughs> right? Not even just passion, it's action. Yeah, yeah. You got anything, Brittany? I'm good. I like I said, I'm gonna uh, read up on some things because. Mm-hmm. If it's a three-year process, and once you guys are in, I want to be able to come to the table with some ideas. Please, you know please. what I mean? So I can't, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't uh, add anything if I don't know what I'm talking about. So okay. I got to look at that charter mm-hmm. and uh, come up with some stuff for you guys. And what's your email? Brittany at different dot com.
2: And my email is Piper at different dot com. So I just want to give a couple of thank you. First of all, to Nicole Small for coming through. Um, she was super awesome. I think she opened us up out the gate with a whole bunch of really powerful energy yes. and information. And um, you know, I want to thank Elise, you know, from Michigan Voice for coming through. I know she had to get back to her little baby. I wanna thank you, Denzel, for coming back for here. Me again. Yeah. And yeah. I wanna thank you, Joanna. Um, you know what I'm saying? Y'all just brought so much powerful mm. energy and information that, you know what I'm saying, that we need. And so with that, um, I just wanted to transition just a little bit and do a couple of commercials. (laughs) And um, so I don't know if um, Detroiters know about one of our um, longstanding uh, community, like our beloved community artists, um, Fast Freddy. And Fast Freddy um, was from the scene. He was a dancer, but he's very invested in um, community, Mm -hmm. you know, very rooted in community. And um, they have... um, He's gonna have his seventy-second birthday gala wow. and um it's gonna be community awards and they are awarding community members. That's gonna be on Sunday, November the fourth, and it's gonna be um at what is this NJ's and so this is on one four nine oh yeah, one four nine one nine Myers Road in Detroit. And the tickets are only ten dollars. And um if you want to be a community sponsor they still have sponsorships for um for $100. And so the community chair or the event chair is um Isaac Robinson. And let me see where the information is on here. Oh my lord, I'm 46. I probably need glasses. Mm. But uh <laughs> but um let me see the number here is a uh, 313 Four eight five four seven one nine, and um, you can go to the website. Oh my lord, why they make this so tiny? Oh my god, I think I can see. What does this say? This says Michigan. What does this say, Denzel? You're younger than me.
7: <laughs> you to... Oh, um... the email. Yep. The email is michigan democratic future at gmail.com.
8: Okay. Yeah. Cool. And so yeah, i nominated for one of those awards. You so. nominated? Oh. Yeah. For Fast Freddy Awards. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So I'm nominated too. Yeah. So um, I got so some cool. Yeah. They they picked the right people, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so nominated. we got some tickets here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so cool. Yeah. We got some tickets, and I think I can maybe give these tickets away if people email us. Um, but if you don't email us, I'm gonna be selling them <laughs> 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 for uh for ten dollars each. But um yeah, so that's that's really awesome. So okay, so you're gonna go?
8: Yeah, I'm gonna be there. Okay. Yeah. This man, is quite I mean,
2: an honor. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like um mm-hmm. they it 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 fast Freddy for me, like I said, I'm 46. Mm-hmm. So I grew up on the scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. the new dance show, like through the you know, eighties, and that mm-hmm. was our culture, you All know right. what I'm saying? And so um, WGPR, Black-owned radio station, we have ch- Channel 62, you know what I'm saying, Black-owned TV station, and this is the type of stuff you're talking about, mm. you know what I'm saying, like where we, where we had our own outlets and, and our community yeah, was, right, our community was really, really, uh, our culture and our community was really, really present and strong. And for me, Fast Freddy represents what, what I would consider a pioneer, you know what I'm saying, in in Detroit, you know, um, arts and culture. So th- this is, this is going to be awesome. I'm glad you're going to be there too. And then um, the other thing was um, I just wanted to let you guys uh, remind you again that the music that's on the podcast, um, we have um, women in hip-hop that are from Detroit. And um, so the song that's opening us up um, is on our mixtape, our Women in Hip-Hop mixtape, We Found Hip-Hop, is on SoundCloud, and that song is by Princess. And um, Princess Taylor, you know, she lives in 48217, one of the most um, poisonously, you know, a uh, neighborhood that's being poisoned uh, by Marathon and other companies. And she's an MC. She wrote this song about being poisoned. It's called You're Killing Me. It's um, really poignant. She talks to um, Governor Snyder. And, you know, she talks to Marathon and, you know, you can't help but be touched, you know what I'm saying, by, by the music and by the lyrics. And this is, this is, you know, when we talk about keeping it real in hip hop, like the, she's keeping it super real.
3: Yeah, Shouts out to her. I had to go to Wyandotte last Wednesday and mm-hmm. I thought about her. Right. Yeah. You, you drive through it and you are like, how? How right. is
8: this possible? How
3: is it possible?
8: Yeah, and they still owe the city of Detroit $175 million to America.
2: Wow. Yeah. And, and and they're saying that they create jobs, right? That's, what, yeah, that's, that's the why reason they're they poisoning it. people, right? Yeah,
8: well, that's what, the jobs. Yeah, that's what they owed us because them jobs didn't come. Mm-mm. So that's why they still owe Detroit that money.
2: And so, yeah, so mm. she has this music, right? Because mm-hmm. this is what we do as people. We got to find a way, like you said, to push through. Mm. We do, you know, arts and culture. And then the second song is um at the end of the podcast that's from Bug Brown. She's another amazing MC from Detroit. Um and her song is called um Time Tickin and the reason that I wanted that music on here is cuz we're running out of time and oh, time is ticking. So, you know what I'm saying? So the 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 music is very poignant um you know, she's amazing MC like I said and she gets the point across the music is you know, uh really you know something that makes you think and makes you contemplate you know time so that's the reason I wanted to put that on there and also to support our music and support our um, women in hip hop in Detroit and support our you know our mixtape on SoundCloud it's a free download our mixtape um, our SoundCloud channel is We Found Hip Hop and um, yeah so support women in hip hop so I'm really glad our guests came I just had to give those two a couple of you know shout outs and commercials I'm really honored you know, that so much brilliance is in the room. These are these are the people that I talk to. These are the people that I learn from. These are the people who um, I'm voting for. <laughs> and these are, you know what I'm saying? so um, much. Yeah. And so um, November 6th, you know, when we were in D.C., the white ladies were chanting, November is coming. I was like, wow, that sounds really haunting. But I like that one.
6: <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, so that, that, that was pretty cool. So, I mean, that's pretty much what it is, right? November is coming. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, y'all know what to do. So you have been listening to the Piper Carter podcast on Detroit is Different. And we will see you next week.
0: Remember to like. Share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and
9: Spotify. It's a must, I bust, it's just too true. Blues traveling, baffled in a dog's face, waiting on the spark, face forward, face down. I can't drown, rock a crown full of crystal, got a pound and a pistol, got down just to get her, get up her, and see it dude, been a quitter, had to tick up on my next move. Bless you, baby, oh shoot. Control cruise, bag lady, drop two. Few feelings had my eyes welling. Yelling, nigga, make it chew. Bake a few, had to step up on a steady groove. Testimonial, I'm only on my own views i'm only on my own views check who chest moves baby bless you. bless you got a feeling if i wear it you can see it too unbelievable we unaccountable insurmountable two cents the doubt i what you spit for me it just ain't meant to be got blessings in my pedigree you don't get it just let it be it's relativity i'm boxing with the best in me the rest of me is just a dream this little light beam so when you see me let it ride to when you see me let it ride. Time Stickin' away. away, way, stick in the sway. Don't let it catch you, stick and slip and stick in the sway, way, slipping the sway, way the time change. Time taken, stick and tick in the stickin' away, stick in the sway, stick in the way. Don't let it tick in the way. Don't let it catch you, stick and slip and stick and sway the way time change.
0: This is the Detroit is different podcast network, the culture of an American classic city.